Welcome to Friday Science Bites. We are Caro, Leon and me, Greta. We're a mix of PhD students at the TU Darmstadt and we would like to know more about the research done at our university. For this, we will interview PhD students every two weeks. Hi, we have Alina with us today. Um, she's a biotechnologist from the Kuppel Group. Um, and hi, Alina. Yes, hi, I'm happy to be here. Really cool that you could join. Um, can you tell us a bit about your background and how you started your PhD? Yes, yeah, so I graduated from University of Nottingham in 2018 and, 18 and 19 with a master's and bachelor's degree in biotechnology. And my specialization was in microbial biotechnology specifically, with a little bit of molecular biology. Um, so actually my master project, for example, was in characterization by the NMR technology of the heavy metal binding domain of the CLP. So it's one of the protein families that's responsible for um, silver resistance in bacteria, mm -hmm. for example. And then I joined my PhD in June 2020 um, in the Heinz couple groups. And what exactly are you focusing on? Yeah, so now I'm working in engineering RNA-based uh, dynamic logic gates, especially in E. coli. And um, I'm working in the self-organizing system lab. It might sound a bit confusing, but basically we're just um, take interdisciplinary approaches in a combination of engineering and synthetic biology. Cool. Uh, yeah, I heard there's a very broad topic from drones to uh, microbiology in the yes, lab. Yes, that's right. Um, and I specifically work in the synthetic biology aspect of it. Cool. So we're going to be focusing a bit on that. You just mentioned um, molecular circuits. Um, can, what can I imagine underneath that? Is that really like electrical circuits just with biology? Yeah, it's in a way. So we are producing um, dynamic logic gates in a way. So it's a very familiar term for the electrical engineering, I believe. And I particularly work on the RNA level. So I use a combination of the small transcription activating RNAs uh, that actually behave on the transcription level, as it stands as the name, and toy hole switches, um, which are responsible for the translation activities, and trying to prototype some dynamic logic gates with the combination of these two. This sounds really, really cool and very interdisciplinary also. Yeah, that's true. There's a lot of um, engineering terms in uh, biology topics. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, can you can you tell us what your most um, what's really really exciting for you about your topic? What what are like possible applications, or what do you think is wh why why your topic is very relevant? Yeah, the first thing I guess it's a freedom to actually um, do the combination of the different logic gates. So it's more like a mixing match uh, protocols as well. So you're taking one, you combine uh, is with another, trying to end or nor gates and actually see in which way mm -hmm. the circuit will work the best. Another approach that you can take is to actually make it a little bit more complex, maybe something like a memory cell, um, mm -hmm. as you may know. So in this case, um, we have a combinations of the system uh, which can remember biological signal and by this that been produced in the past and by this making some sort of output that depends not only in the signals that is present but also in its history and it's uh, very interesting because then we can use it as a sort of some biosensor mechanism for example if we would like to check something uh, some sort of for example contaminants in the water uh, treatment plants and then if this contaminant washed away after some 
type time um, which the probe cannot actually locate it we can still maybe see the signal from this system because really it was cool. already detected so right. so as i understand it you're building up gates like logic gates like yes. ands and nors and toggles yeah, into a complex system to kind of remember of yeah that's Re- yeah. what i'm trying to do at least cool cool <clears throat> so the application areas um you already mentioned like water plants um what what else would be an application that you could um, maybe the production of some sort of um the bioproducts or taking contamination in other factories and so on um it's just the idea is that you can use a system that it's purely based on or mostly based on rna regulations because quite commonly it's protein-based system where the protein mostly controls So these systems the already exist, but mostly based on proteins? Um, it is more common, but recently the RNA um, level of the control of the expression is more common in terms of the engineering approaches. Um, it's There is more advantages in the use of the RNA mm-hmm. in the genetic regulatory system. Yeah, we've systems. heard a lot about this with the, with the vaccines now. Yes, yes, RNA it is level. getting a more... Um, like more recognition as it should be, uh, because the RNA has so many advantages, like in versatility of its function, of the more predictability of the design. Um, you don't care about the like a protein uh, post translation or folding, for example. And it's also very has a very light metabolic cost in comparison to the protein. So they actually have great components in not only in uh, biosensor but maybe like in therapeutic, as mm-hmm. for example in the vaccine or diagnostic applications as well. So in my main like idea in the project is just combination of these different RNA parts to make something more complex without the main um, main topic of, of the proteins to be as a like sensing mechanism or as a controlling mechanism. Mm-hmm. Obviously I can still use some type of the protein, so mostly it's from the Cas family, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not like a focus of them. So it's you're really focusing on the RNA. On the RNA level, yes. Yeah. And just maybe circling back to the very beginning, I think you, you mentioned memory circuits and logic circuits, but you also mentioned something um, that caught my attention. You said cell-free. Um, can yes, you talk a bit correct. more about what that means? It sounds very unbiological. I thought in biology you usually use cells. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And so it is basically the user cells, but instead of introduction, for example, a plasmid with a desired um, logic gate inside a cell, you took everything important out of the cell and then create an artificial environment. So there is actually a two methods of how you can create this um, cell-free system. Another word is TXTL for the transcription and translation system. So one that I use is a top-down approach. So where you take a crooked extract from different organisms. So in my case, it's E. coli as a specialized more in microbial biotechnology. And it has many advantages because firstly, it has a low cost. It's very high yield because it is a bacteria, and then you actually don't really care about the survival of the cells as well. The whole system is just um, it's just focused on the production of your desired product. In my case, small RNAs or um, some sort of a protein if I need it. So you basically use an E. coli and kick out everything out of the cell that you don't yeah, want you it just, to like, be there. Yeah, you just burst it open and then just take everything you need out of it and then throw away the rest. And the good thing with, with this cell-free system then is that you can have more regulated um, processes and what, what yeah else? it is more focused just the production of 
your own product. It doesn't care about the survival as a cell, mm-hmm. for example. You don't really care much about the contamination. Um, and everything is much faster. You don't wait for the cells to grow to reach a certain limit point, And then you just analyze the data that you would like to. So you're basically using kind of an artificial cell that only yes, does the one true. purpose that you kind of yes. programmed it for. Let's call it yes. like that. Um, and that is just basically If there's another method, which call it a bottom-up, mm-hmm. then you just... Um, make a protein synthesis using purified combinant uh, protein elements like a pure system and then you combine everything that you needed from the scratch and then build the system like this so it it is more expensive because it requires um like more work Mm -hmm. also from you so you take every little component part by part and add it until you have kind of a, a basic cell yeah, and the good point about it is that you can introduce some proteins that are not typically present in E. coli, for example, and it's also in more controlled environment because you actually know how much of what is inside. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's why we also have something like a functionalized um, TXTL system. It's where we have... TXTL? A, yeah, transcription translation system. Ah, okay. That's where we have P-expressed proteins. So, for example, during the growth of the E. coli, I already introduced some plasmids of the interest um, Mm -hmm. of the proteins that are required to have. So, for example, deactivated Cas9, and that later on I can use it in my circuit. So when the actual expression happening in TXTL, the system is not uh, focusing on production with additional proteins. It's still a metabolically cost the TXTL mm-hmm. to do something, but it just focus on the circuit. So it's not only quicker, but it's also energetically more efficient because yes. I guess in biology it's not the circuits don't function the same as they do in engineering. That you get. Well, yeah, we still need energy to produce something. Mm-hmm. You need the resources, and does it always should... have like a very clear answer of expressing something or no, or is there like partial answers of a percentage of the cells express something? How can I imagine a signal? You you can model something. Obviously, we do have a lot of in silico works before we try something in experiment wise, mm-hmm. and then whatever real data we have, then we um, send it back, for example, and maybe modify the um, in silico approach that we have, or make a system learn from mm-hmm. um, our data, and then try it all over again. So obviously, just don't try hundred or thousand sequences and then try it all experimentally. It just takes too much time, costs money. We do try to run some of them like online in computer. So you do simulate some of the we do simulations, um, yes. And then according to whatever the program tells us fits the most, then we. That's what you try experimentally. Yes, and it's already too many of them. Maybe you have like fifty, sixty different um, circuits and combination. And it's already a lot to try to do it all experimentally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we already touched a bit on, on the difficulties. But but why, I think maybe also circling back to the logic gates, why don't we have them yet? I think you mentioned that in protein-based, they kind of exist already. But otherwise, this is something that we don't have. We don't have RNA-based um, we memory do, circuits. Yeah, we do have it. But I, in my opinion, at least the RNA was not as work was not as maybe a popular combination mm-hmm. as a protein biology but now it is mm-hmm. rising and there is already a combination of like NAND and N gates that yeah. um, people been doing um, and it is a work in progress I guess so we have <laughs> some parts of the fully functioning system yes, already um, so one of my main points is that I use a combination of this um, two RNA regulators 
but there is a lot of works that already been trying to test it out separately and also already some that are trying to combine them as well mm-hmm. in some way of sort of the activities. And to build complete logic circuits, do we have all the components? Do we have all the AND 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 um, whatever other gates we need? Uh, yeah, there are some maybe difficulties because as boss of the uh, star itself, um, so the activity works in a way that you have a star and sense combination where a star is an activator and its sense work as a So repressor. star is one of the inputs to your AND yes, or into... It, it could be, it mm-hmm. could be, or it could be also one of the products. And the sense is basically needed to be like deactivated by the star. Um, and the same thing maybe with a toy hole switch, as it mm-hmm. is, contains a ribosome binding site, which is being like a hidden in the loop where um, the trigger should kind of unloop uh, the whole structure. So whereas, the, for example, toggle switch activity is based on repressor-repressor activity, then it's uh, completely opposite. So it's more like an activator. So it could be that that is a new approach as well. Cool, really, really cool. Um, maybe if you can think about what you think are some of your, your highlights of your work that really make your topic very exciting and novel. I think you already touched on some of the points, for example, that uh, on the self-free systems that they would make everything more um, qu- quicker and energetically better, but maybe you can elaborate a bit on, on the points. Yeah, the main idea is this, obviously, also the self-free of how you can just functionalize it and uh, make it to aim to your own needs to introduce a new specific proteins or to make it uh, more specific to your particular products. Um, And another main thing is that most of the thing is happening on the RNA level. So you can see the um, system shifts or it's producing new products much faster. Um, There is also a bit of maybe a trick to actually trace Mm -hmm. this RNA because of the protein level it might be a bit easier with the use of the reported protein, something like a GFP or any Mm -hmm. other fluorescence proteins. Um, But it is still exciting to work on it because it's quicker, less expensive, it's um, easily to modify in comparison to the other maybe system. And it is energetically more favorable so you can produce lots and lots in less amount of time. Mm -hmm. So a final product, like if I'm just imagining what it could look like, would be uh, something in a water treatment facility? That's... Some maybe sort of the biosensor or something more of the complex, um, like dynamic logic circuit. And what would it sort do? Of like a combinatorial. So thing. I have some element I don't want to have in my water cir- uh, circuit, well, this but is, it disappears You take more like point? a product approach, yeah. which is very true for the biotechnology. Uh, but I guess the main aim of the PhD is just uh, to actually design this memory mm-hmm. memory circuit with the use of this combinatorial um, sequence, circuits yeah. and some memory element. So that would already be a very very accomplished goal for your PhD. <laughs> uh, yes, I hope so. <laughs> but it still will be nice to also take it um, a little bit up more to the level and try to also maybe prototype some sort of mm-hmm. the product. Because yes, as a biotechnologist, I'm also interested to see this science in actual real life in yeah. one way or another. But it might also take some time. Yeah. Cool. But just, just um, fantasizing about the future... Um, what do you think would look like if once 
you're done with your PhD in 10 years um, and this product exists or in five. I mean, I hope you're not done in yeah. quicker than 10 years, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. just like let's imagine in 10 years, this is an established technology. Um, how would you use it, for example, in a water treatment facility? Yeah, it would be nice to have like some sort of um, safe biosensor because it is a self-free system, so it's not alive, so it technically cannot very contaminate it, anything yet. Um, it is a system that can detect maybe small molecules in a hopefully inefficient way, mm-hmm. um, and it's something that will just require to be tested once in a while. Cool, so it monitor. would be like in the system and then it would recognize some contaminants and kind of and, flag and them for a very system, long time. More or less, yes. Cool. Cool. Maybe just a very quick closing question, um, since we are interviewing um, PhD students here. Uh, what is it for you specifically that you like most in the topic of your PhD or in doing the, your PhD? Um, what is really your highlight in your day-to-day work? I guess it's the freedom because like when you was doing your master thesis, there was a lot of people around you who was um, more or less maybe controlling or um, you didn't had the opportunity to maybe test everything you wanted in the science. It's also timely, I guess. It also very, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's very, it's a very timely method. Um, so in my master thesis lasted like three or three months or even mm-hmm. maybe less. Um, so there was not a lot of actually time to maybe train myself as much as I would like to. But in PhD, um, you, your own boss in one way or another. Mm-hmm. So you can try a lot of things um, if you introduce maybe them correctly. You can try different method and approach. So in our lab, um, the independent thinking and learning and working is very encouraging. Um, also, opportunity actually to work with other people outside of biology as well, mm-hmm. because our lab has a combination of mathematician, engineering, well, biologists. We do drones as well. No? Yeah, we also have a drone <laughs> lab. So it is very nice that you can see this scientific topic from different perspective, mm-hmm. maybe as an engineer or a modeler, and then I can tell something more on the biological level, so we can all discuss it um, from the different angles, and then. We also have our biology department in this lab as well. So then we can also collaborate with each other easier than it was during the master or bachelor's project. Yeah, no, very good points on being your own boss and having your own freedom to choose what, you, what you're working on. Um, thank you, Alina. Yes, thank you for having me. This is a very interesting discussion on, on cell-free systems and on, um, on circuits of biology. Um, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for listening to us. We are Caro, Leon, and me, Greta. We are a mix of PhD students at TU Darmstadt, and we would like to know more about the research done at our university. And we will interview other PhD students every two weeks. See you in two weeks. Bye.